Good evening, and happy Halloween. Welcome to a very special edition of Ruben Uncut. For this evening, you will not be listening to, and you should be listening to this in the evening, with the lights out, preferably. Maybe with your eyes closed. If you can arrange it, maybe a spooky bit of thunder and rain and you're coming from outside your house. If it can be arranged, obviously that's a difficult one. But as you tune in today, you will not be hearing the typical rantings and ravings of the lunatic known as Ruben Ryan. Instead, prepare yourself for a classic, scary story from the old country. You know, somewhere Celtic. <coughs> Gaelic, or however you want to call it. So like I said, turn down your lights, put on your headphones, and put yourself into a spooky state of mind. Also, unlike unlike other Ruben Uncut episodes, this episode will ironically be perfectly safe for the viewing of, for family viewing. Well, provided your family likes to be scared. Once upon a time, there was a man named Pot Weaver. And Pot Weaver was a basket weaver. In fact, some people thought that Pot Weaver was the greatest basket weaver in all the land, if one could measure such a thing. One day, Pot Weaver heard tell of a bog, a secret marsh, if you will, where the fairy people were. And where supposedly the finest reeds could be found. The finest reeds for the finest of basket weaving. Pot Weaver knew he had to go there. And he had to find it. And so Pot Weaver did. And Pot Weaver found his way to the bog. And wandered his way through the marsh. And traveled through the wet rocks. Till they found those magical reeds. And they were indeed some of the finest reeds for basket weaving he'd ever seen. Pliable and perfect. Surely to bring him some fantastic baskets. So he took as many reeds as he could carry. And he began his journey home. But as he was traveling, he found himself caught in the rain. And he felt the rain come down on him. It was cold, and it began to soak him to the bone. That's when he saw it, a farmhouse up on a hill. And Pot Weaver, knowing that it would be his best case not to catch his death of cold, ran through that house as fast as he could. And he knocked on the door, hoping that someone would let him in. And the door swung open, and there was a big, friendly man. And he said, come in, come in, join me and my family. It'll be good. We have stew and, and scones, and it'll be a good diet. So please come in. And so Pat Weaver came into the house, and he sat down with the family to eat, and they were a friendly family. And they all started to eat and drink, and it was a good time. Then they sat down by the fire, and the man said to Pat Weaver, Now, Pat, now, Pat, 
there's one thing you need to do to stay here in my house at night. And that's to tell me a story. Although at this, Pat Weaver became a little bit insecure, a little bit nervous, and he and he and he let out what he was thinking, which was, Well, good sir, I'm I'm grateful to have that you have me in your house. And I certainly don't want to go back out there into the rain. But I don't have any stories. I'm just a simple basket weaver. I couldn't possibly have a story to regale you and your family for all your kindness. With this, the big man got up and he began to storm around the room. Pot Weaver wants to come and stay in my house and doesn't have a story to tell. Pot Weaver doesn't have a story to tell. This man, this man who has lived a life has no story to tell. And Pot Weaver became very uncomfortable and became actually a little bit scared. He doesn't know these people. He's, he's in this house and he doesn't know what to think. Eventually, the big man calmed down then. He looked at Pat Weaver for a long time and he said, Well, I tell you what, Pat Weaver, since you don't have a story to tell me, could you do us a favor and go out to the well and fetch us a fresh bucket of water to make some tea? Maybe that could be how you pay for your night here. Pot Weaver was very relieved, although it was still raining outside. But he made his way down to the to the well, and he lowered the bucket into the well, and he brought up the water. Then he heard a strange sound, like a whooshing of wind coming from down in the well. And Pot Weaver looked down in the well. As he looked down in the well, it was as if the blackness of the well came up to meet him. And suddenly, Pat Weaver didn't know where he was anymore. Pat Weaver felt himself on the grass. The rain had stopped. Pat Weaver looked around. He was no longer near the house on the hill. Pat Weaver was no longer in the rain. Pat Weaver was no longer, most alarming of all, near a well. So Pat Weaver, he got up, and he started to look around, and he saw another house. And he said, well, I guess we'll go there to see what be going on. And so Pat Weaver wandered to this new house, and he looked inside the window, and it was full of people dancing, singing, and drinking. And Pat Weaver, he was, at least these people look friendly. So maybe I'll go inside and it'll be okay. So Pat Weaver entered the house. And to his surprise, as soon as they opened the door, the people brought him inside and they already knew his name. Pat Weaver's here. It's good old Pat Weaver. Come on, Pat. Come on in. They brought him inside, and he found out he was awake, or someone, someone they knew and cared about had died. Someone he'd passed on, and it's clear that they was someone that they all cared deeply about. Because like all the Irish, they were having a big old party about it. <clears throat> they brought him in, and they gave him drinks, and they gave him food. It was strange, because he had just eaten, but he was hungry again. And suddenly, someone cried out, Hey, 
We don't have a fiddle player. There's no one to play us a proper fiddle tune. And everyone looked around. And suddenly, Pat realized that everyone was looking at him. And suddenly, everyone pointed at Pat Weaver and said, But Pat Weaver's here, and Pat Weaver's the greatest fiddle player in all the land. Pat Weaver never played the fiddle in his life. So Pat Weaver began to object. No, I've never played the, pit, the fiddle a day in my life. I don't know how to play the fiddle. But the next thing he knew, the people were putting the fiddle in his hand. And they were putting the bow to the fiddle in his hand. And the next thing he knew, he was playing the fiddle. And lo and behold, it was the best fiddle playing he'd ever heard. He was the one doing it. And the people danced. And the people sang. And the people drank. And then someone cried out. Oh no, we're we don't we're missing the pole bearer. They don't have enough pole bearers to carry the coffin to the grave. And then suddenly someone called out, "Don't be a fool, man! Pot Weaver's here, and Pot Weaver's the greatest pole bearer in all the land." And Paul. Pat Weaver was like, that's, that's ridiculous. How can you even claim that's a thing? The greatest pole bearer in all the land. Who's measuring that? But the next thing he knew, they were bringing him over to the coffin. He was lifting up the coffin. And there were other people lifting the coffin too. Every step and every foot of the way, it felt like Pat Weaver could have lifted that coffin himself. And the next thing he knew, they were walking back outside and he was carrying the the coffin like it was nothing almost like he was carrying it by himself maybe he was the greatest pole bearer in all the land and then they got to a place and the people told him to put the coffin down but there was no grave and someone cried out how are we going to bury him when there's no grave and someone else called out how can you say there's no grave when right here we've got Pat Weaver the greatest grave digger in all the land Pat Weaver had never dug a grave in his life his parents were still alive who would he buried the next thing he knew they were putting a shovel in his hand and he tried to protest I've never, I've never even dug a ditch he said next thing he knew, he was digging a grave. And the next thing he knew, he was a good six, eight feet in the ground. A deep, clean grave. Maybe the most perfect grave that had ever been dug. And Pat Weaver looked up and he said, All right, get me out of the grave. And then he heard something. It sounded like someone was opening the coffin. And then he heard someone call out. Hey, we don't have a corpse in the coffin. How can we bury a man when there's no corpse in the coffin? Then he heard the people call out above. How can you say we don't have a corpse when Pat Weaver is the greatest corpse in all the land? 
And Pat Weaver felt his skin go cold. He felt his heart skip a beat. And he looked up, up out of the deep, deep grave he had dug. And he saw the people standing there looking down at him. And the next thing he knew, they were burying him, and the dirt was coming down. And Pat Weaver began to cry, No, please, I'm not dead. I'm not corpse. Please, you can't bury me here alive. Slowly the dirt came in on him, and the world had faded to black. And Pat Weaver didn't know where he was anymore. And then he felt under his fingers a touch of grass. And he felt on his face the touch of rain. And he felt it kicked his foot out and felt a well by his feet. And Pat Weaver sat up and looked around. And he was back down there by the well. And he looked up and he saw the big man's house with his family. And Pat Weaver got up and he ran with the bucket of water up to the house. And he carved through the door, and he sat down with the family, and he told them everything that had just happened to him. And the big man got up, and he looked at Pat Weaver, and he said, Well, that's jolly good, Pat. Because now, you can never say you don't have a story to tell.